this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's the Mole Patrol here on Mole Mondays here on Rob Has a Podcast, talking about the final two episodes of the first season of Netflix's The Mole. We found The Mole, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about everything that happened in these last two episodes. We'll talk about the season as a whole. We've got a whole mess of feedback from all of you out there about The Mole Season 1. We're going to have a party tonight on Mall Monday. Maybe special surprises. Who knows? We'll see. Surprises to me. Surprises to you. It's going to be a great time. Very excited to be here. Of course, I am Josh Wiggler. I am not alone here on the snowy mountains of Mall Monday. First and foremost, Brooklyn Zed. How you doing, Zed? Hello, I'm I'm great. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that the mole has garnered so much attention on Netflix and on the Jennifer internet. Jennifer garnered so much attention. Uh, it's mean, neither here nor there. It's kind of like the mole. Yeah. Yeah. No? Alias is very similar yeah. to the mole. Alias is like the dramatized the mole. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, garnered lots of attention. Incredible. Yes. I'm excited. Jessica Lee's Jess, it's over. Another season of the mole in the books. Another one bites the dust. Is there a continuum? So like, it's like a continuum of prestige where on one end, you've got a bunch of people playing among us and then you have the mole and then you have alias. Um, alias is like the far prestigious end of this spectrum. Is that there's what we're probably saying, something the on the other side of that? There's definitely like, there's like probably like one of those like Tinker Taylor soldier spies. Yeah. Right? 
There That's probably where you're going to go, which I believe may have even been a reference point for the mole this season, based on some of the interviews I've been reading. Lots of great interviews out there. And now that the mole contestants can speak, uh, it's a pretty fun time out there on social media if you're a fan of the mole right now. Of course, the mole patrol, we got together for the very first time back when we were talking about season one in 2020. It had been my first time going through the mole. Jess and Zed, you were veterans of the mole. You had seen it all the way through, top to bottom. I had never seen it before. I shot called the mole on the first episode that season, and I felt very good about it. And I bragged about it all the way through season two. I did not get the mole this season, but the newest member of the mole patrol popped him out of the sky on episode one bring him in rob Cassi ternino yes yes okay well you guys figured out that i'm gonna be here today uh everybody because uh, there was a clue there was yes. a clue uh on the website rob has a website.com uh if you look at the first three letters of the url it spells out my name r-o-b wow. which was the clue that I was going to be here. Which is very strange. I thought that we were supposed to rob Hasa website, that no. we were supposed to run a heist on HasaWebsite.com. Mm. Hasa so website I'm, I'm is my maiden name. Yes. <laughs> Fooled you again. Yeah. Oh, my God. Got me. Fooled me. Mm. We have a, a panel here to talk about all things the mole. We must have a very excited person in Rob Zestrino, who does indeed have a podcast that you all should be subscribed to if you are not already subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed to RHAP, Reality TV Rehap Ups, the Mole Patrol feed, just in case there's any more mole surprises along the way here in the postseason. And of course, you should be watching along live. Hopefully you are. You're with us on Mole Mondays. We are live on RHAP's YouTube page with a really fun group of people who are going to be commenting live. It's going to be a good time. Rob, you just got to be really feeling it. You got the mole. You got the mole podcasts. Mm -hmm. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, you know, uh, I think we all had reached the same conclusion by the end of uh, week two. And I think we went into the last two episodes of like, OK, well, let's see if, uh, you know, they, they shocked the world. Uh, but no, the final two episodes did go pretty much uh, according to four. I, I guess the, the surprise is ultimately that Will is the winner and not Joy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, or even Avery, to, probably. Uh, that's coming, the big yeah. shock for me. Yeah. So th just to, to do the headlines supremely quickly, Will is the winner. Joy is the runner-up. Cassie is the mole. Jacob is gone in the first episode of this last batch of the mole. Avery is gone shortly after. I was very surprised by that. And also to get an elimination in an episode. And then I think the biggest shock of them all, Zed, that the finale was like a half hour. Is like thirty five minutes. They're I like, think. here's a here's a final attempt to put money in the pot, huh? which of course you're going to do about as well as you've done the whole time. Uh, the end. Yeah, Jess. How do we only have two episodes this past week, and one of them is thirty five minutes? How does how does this how does anyone get away with this? Well, I think we were saying last week that it's Netflix; they can make them as long as they want, but. Apparently, Netflix took this to heart the wrong way. Yeah, they sabotaged themselves, mm -hmm. I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Netflix yeah. is the mole. Um, Rob, is this through your nothing but Netflix connections that you said, Netflix, don't worry. Give us a shorter episode. Mole Patrol will have your back on Monday night. We will extend this thing so much further than you could possibly imagine. 
You know, honestly, um, the, this is the least of my issues with Netflix this week. Uh, Chappelle and I uh, just covered the Easy Bake Battle on Correct. Nothing But Netflix. Yes. So uh, right. that by by comparison, uh, we have Anthony. no qualms. We have yeah. no qualms with <laughs> what's going on on the mall. Yeah, You're really scraping the bottom of the barrel there, Rob. What mm-hmm. on, on Nothing But Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> That's where you have to go. Jess, if I told you that an easy bake oven is nowhere to be found on this show, uh, you'd, you'd be surprised, right? You know, you, I suggest yeah. shows to Chappelle every week, and he's like, Rob's not going to watch that. Rob's not going to watch that. And yet you will watch the easy mm, bake show. We shouldn't show. have. We shouldn't have. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's a bait and switch. So uh, the mole, best thing you saw on Netflix this past weekend, you would say, Rob? Far and away. Yeah. Yeah, far and away. Okay. Uh, well, we got a lot to talk about here. I think that doing sort of the straight recap that we've done these past few weeks is probably pretty boring. Maybe my hot take is like, you know, other than Avery getting eliminated in that uh, second to last episode, this all plays pretty straight down the line. I think we left last week's Mole Monday saying... Whoever goes of Joy and Jacob, if Jacob, if Jacob sticks around, then maybe he is indeed still the mole. But the second that he leaves, we can feel pretty good that Cassie is the mole. Jess, at any point through these final four, like the final four people that we've got, did you waver? Did the show do anything to put you on the path of Joy, of Will? Uh, was anything there at all of, of Avery while she was around or was it pretty much Cassie all the way down the line for you? I think if anything, it was more and more Cassie. It was like it was like towards the end of a game where you're supposed to figure out the answer and they just start like they just start feeding you the answer. It's like they wanted us to guess. They wanted us to know and they wanted us to be so sure of it by the end that they were all but like pointing big arrows on Kazi saying mole, 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 mole. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure mole, enough. Mole, mole. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. I really liked it. I did. I thought it was fun. Um, But I do think that those final uh, couple of episodes, Rob, probably pretty obvious. I don't know how much it would have been if we were just, you know, not picking this apart every week. But I feel like everyone out there, too, that we've been in contact with is like, yeah, the show is letting us know it's Cassie pretty much down the line. I mean, when you when you get to dumping all of the ice blocks off of the sled. Mm -hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very visibly obvious. Just do it at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think that there were definitely like highs and lows. I think that uh, one of the things that might have been a little disappointing was uh, just how obvious uh, it was uh, that Kasi uh, was the mold. But to us, but I think that there was like a little bit of a disconnect because to the other players, and I guess based off of like um, you know in some of the exit interviews, uh, it sounds like that maybe that maybe there was more suspicion of Kasi that. The, the players all seemed like, uh, you know, pretty surprised. It seemed like that Kasi had a lot of people faked out along the way. I, I think that Kasi was actually probably a pretty good mole uh, to the other players in the game. I think the disconnect was that I don't know if Kasi was such a great mole to us, the viewers, in selling her moliness to us. Ooh, well, her moliness. That sounds like a like a title like, that's like bestowed his holiness, upon someone. Her mm-hmm. Yeah, like her yeah, grace, her moliness. Yeah. How much of that is really on Kazi though? I feel like if Netflix wants us to have a harder time guessing, Netflix could do a better job. And I mean, Rob, you know better than anybody on this panel. When you are in the middle of a show being filmed, your reality is very different from the reality that sure. people will end up watching in the end. And 
I think it is testament to exactly how true that is that there were people in the end of this game that still did not know who the mole was yeah. that that floored me because i think and now zed josh you guys can correct me on this sure. but as we were watching the og moles the cooper moles as as it were um it seemed like by the end everybody left in the game knew who the mole was who was not the mole themselves and it was just down to like who was doing the quiz the fastest and who was, you know, who was remembering every little tiny detail. Right. Yeah. And here it's like literally everybody was splitting their votes throughout the entirety of the game. Yeah. I think part yeah. of it with that is that the quiz was 20 questions rather than 10. I think in the first season of the OG Mole, they were 20 questions. And after that, it went down to 10. Um, but when you have more questions, you have that flexibility to split your answers probability wise a little more whereas 10 questions are going to be less forgiving and i think you have to target a little more specifically but i would agree with you that i think the edit did not do us favors as viewers trying to solve a mystery because there wasn't really a mystery to solve yeah i mean i do appreciate that we end up in a final three where two of the the non-mole competitors are you know split on who the mole is so i think like the dramatizing the quiz has always been the weak point for the mole as far as I've been concerned with the with the seasons of the show that I've watched. But I think that when you have it at the end of the line where you have Will and Joy who are split on who the mole is and you have them answer that question of who is the mole differently, I think it's fun to convey it that way. But I don't really, I mean, I, I think if it came down to like they both thought it was Cassie, I feel like to some extent this is played rather differently. Um, but Joy thinking it's Will in the end is uh, is is still a little bit baffling, I think. So, uh, I mean, I think, uh, and I'm not sure if this is like uh, corroborated by the exit press, I think that Joy and Kasi had a uh, pretty good relationship. And I think it also speaks to uh, Kasi's uh, strength at, in her social game that I think that she might have just had Joy so snowed that it, it couldn't be her. Uh, because of the you know relationship, nothing, Joy Snow. Yeah, uh, that she uh, really just. Sorry, my head's in another universe. Though I will no, say that between mountain. the the dragons on Sunday night and the snowy mountains of the mole, it truly was a song of ice and fire. You know, Josh, you keep saying that you're punchy and you're tired, but this really does not. You do not seem any different from how you usually seem. Mm -hmm. Take that as you punchy. will. My secret cap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Rob, we I cut think you off. Oh, no, go ahead, Rob. No, that's, I was done. <laughs> um, I think to that point, we see in the either last or penultimate episode, Joy saying, well, Kasi, you know, screwed all this up with the mountain, and I've been suspicious of her from the pigeon pizzas. And I am confused about the final announcement from Alex that each of the three of them voted for a different person as the mole. Didn't Cassie didn't vote for herself? Question yeah. mark. What are well, we doing? What's happening? Did Cassie take the quiz for real in the end, or was it just like her like doodling on her iPad or whatever? <laughs> you know, yeah. just like filling yeah, in the blanks. She wouldn't have to. I was just confused as yeah. to why they were like Cassie voted mm -hmm. for Joy. Like, no, well, she didn't. That's exactly. But that's exactly why you know we were saying that people, if two people had said this that 
you know, if they'd both said that Kazi was the mole, we would know right away. This was for dramatic tension. So they just mm-hmm. had Kazi name somebody right. because yeah. it was setting it up. And I think it was pretty transparent, honestly. But I still, I'm still kind of stuck on you could get all the way to the end of the game and be wrong about the mole. Yeah, going into the final episode, I was like, oh, whoever, whichever of the women is still there has it the easiest because there's no way Will is the mole. So whoever you're left with, with Kasi, you know it's Kasi. Will has the harder time of determining between Kasi and Joy, I think. You know, the thing that really got me in terms of like these quizzes down the stretch and stop me if I have anything wrong. uh, But so Joy is feeling like that Will is the mole. And Avery is feeling like Joy is the mole, correct? That's where a- Avery went out. She felt like that Joy was the mole. I would feel like if Joy is answering questions about who is the mole, talking about things that Will is doing, I, wouldn't it be like, uh, like even if you were wrong, because that Joy and Kazi were partners on so many of the last few missions, that I feel like even by answering questions wrong, thinking that you're vo- that you're voting for Joy. Wouldn't you get closer to the mole being Kasi mm. than by answering that the mole is Will? Yeah, if you're saying like which team, which yeah. part of the mission did the mole do, and you say the pigeons, and which team was the mole on for the mountains, the red team or whichever team it was, uh, both times you're going to get the correct answer, even if you're voting for Joy rather than voting for Kasi. So I don't get how did Avery do worse at the quiz <laughs> than than Joy did in that spot. Yeah, I was really surprised when when her name came up Uh, again. I thought like we would have like some sort of cliffhanger going into the finale was the first and foremost piece of it. But then when it was Avery goes red, I was like, oh, all bets are off. Uh, That was a that was a real surprise. It really had felt like so much of the season was Avery's journey. Although I guess when you review it now in hindsight, so much of it is just an exasperated will being furious that people are stealing his money. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's kind of a great arc, actually. (laughs) Yeah. He was here for the right reasons, Josh. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Lots of fun stories in the exit press right now. There's a uh, a few fun interviews out there. Uh, Our friend Mike Bloom over at Parade has a bunch with uh with the with the three finalists as well uh andy denhart at reality blurred as well i think one of the things that i've enjoyed is hearing how these people got cast on the show uh lots of instagram dm sliding uh has been occurring it would seem to to get these people on board but also in the recruitment process on the other side of it uh i think that we got some like people who would go and deep dive the mole a little bit it seems like will did his research and went back and watched the anderson cooper seasons that's fun if nothing else came from this there was more mole awareness that occurred and did I anybody think listen to the mole patrol podcast well you can you tell out. us rob you've got the numbers well, <laughs> at rob sesternino <laughs> at hard rock hope I, I, at I, I, don't, I don't get the Do names of the listeners you know, yeah. go for the rest of them. Let us know. Are you out My there? question, and I didn't. it didn't even occur to me, did they listen to Mole Patrol? I was just thinking, like, did any of them read the memoir by the contestant on season two? Because I sure hope so. My book sale is really good. It's, despite. <laughs> it's an old, ancient impression. Oh, so I feel like there's a lot of. There's a lot of mole information to be gleaned from that one. That's where sure. I would go. I think um, Kasi even said that she had watched some of the Belgian editions of of the mole. Oh. Yeah, somebody in the comments said, "Be careful with her exit press because she spoils something from a season of the Belgian mole." Oh, okay. God forbid! 
All right. Well, if you're really looking to do the deep dive, genuinely, like maybe you've been bit by the mole bug and now you want to go in. We're trying to keep it clean here as mm-hmm. far as other seasons of the mole. So there will be no Belgian mole spoilers <laughs> on this episode of the mole patrol. We're going to keep it very tight as far as Belgian mm-hmm. mole spoilers, Rob. Okay. You never know when things get desperate, content gets lean again. You might need oh, to go to Belgium. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you can't watch the U.S. mole anymore. So what mm-hmm. are you going to do? And the celebrities. I don't know what yeah. happened to the yeah. Andersons. Celebrities aren't. Candy. They didn't want they didn't want their new season to, to be, be up against the greatness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it new? The Belgian mole? No, no it's been it's around since before okay. the American yeah. mole. I think. No, it's, okay. it's been new. Too, yeah. You know? <laughs> All right. Too much on the Belgian mole already. Uh-huh. In this yes. Podcast. Yes. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a lot of feedback from people. We put out the call for feedback from everybody out there in Mole Patrol Nation. Let us know what you think of the Netflix's first season of The Mole. What questions do you have about the way it ended? Things that could have been changed along the way. Questions that are still lingering as far as what happened out there. So we've got a bunch to to get through. I think that that can guide a lot of the conversation here moving forward. And of course, if you've got anything you want to add and you're watching live and you want to have it in the chat, we are monitoring any gold that shows up there. Gold we can bring into the conversation as well. Let's take this first from from John, who had written in and said, did you suspect Kasi was the mole as soon as she began using Avery's strategy of adding suspicion to herself in the ice block challenge? It felt like the editing of the show changed. I feel like we were already on the case for Kasi, but that definitely was the moment where it's like, there's no longer a third option. There's like no second option, no third option. It's just Kasi for sure. Yeah, definitely. The Kasi confessionals, uh, I, I feel like is the biggest issue that I have with the show mm. because that I felt like that a lot of times, like she was saying things that I had to like, oh, hold on, what, what, what is she saying? Like, what? Does that make any sense? Uh, what, yeah. what what she's saying, and towards the end of the show, she starts saying like, "Yeah, I'm I'm trying to make people think I'm the mole." Well, 
Well, now especially we know you are the mole. <laughs> Why does that make any sense? Now, I know that we need to be careful of Cassie's exit press so as not to spoil the Belgian mole, but I do believe in one of Cassie's interviews, I don't know if this is with Andy or with Mike, uh, I read both of them today and they're blurring together, the reality is blurring, um, but one of the takeaways from that is none of the producers that she was doing her confessionals with knew that she was the mole, um, is, is what she has said. So she was making it up, she was being the mole to the producers producing the confessional as well. I feel like maybe in the future, dedicated mole producer, somehow, some way, they need to find a way to do that in some clandestine type of operation that the other people aren't catching on to. I know that that's a risk, but I think for the sake of generating like authentic confessionals from the mole, because it did, I think, Rob, you're right. I think that there was something kind of stilted about the way that Cassie was trying to sell a fiction to us that didn't quite make sense. I think someone needed to be working with her on that. That's not entirely her fault. That's more production, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'll add, I, for the first block of episodes, I took pretty detailed notes on every time one of the players said they suspected another player. And Cassie almost never said who she thought the mole was. And I feel like that's a pretty big issue as well. Mm -hmm. If everybody else is going to say who they think the mole is, and one person is not saying who they think the mole is, that's that's a red flag. That person's the mole. That person's the mole. Because then the producer's like, who do you think the mole is? Cass is like, it me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, Joy. I, Everybody seems to think it's I Joy, it. so maybe it's Joy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they, they could have, that was, again, that was an editing choice because I think they could have put in they could have been put in Kazi saying, oh, I thought that was sus. I think this person is the mole. And she's clearly like, they she probably gave them enough to do that. But what they aired of her really did not help her case against her being the mole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, she did a really good job of being the mole to the yes. other players. The other players like uh, all, mm -hmm. all bought it. And uh, that people did not have a lot of suspicion of her seemingly throughout the, the show. But she just was uh, devoid of of almost any emotion in talking about what was happening. And the mole would do something. And she was just like, so flat uh, that I, it was like a really big tell. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It really, you could really feel like the the authenticity of the people who were like confused in the situation. Or frustrated. Or mad. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Versus the person who's like, I'm making them so mad. I'm confusing them. Well, you know? and the thing is, she wasn't for the most part. She wasn't the one making them mad a right. lot of the time because and I think this has come up in the feedback a lot, too, in general is just like, is it frustrating? And the answer is yes, that so many people were intentionally sabotaging missions. And I think that I like this cast in general. I think they're interesting people. Um but I think a big issue that exists with this season is because so many people were trying so actively to draw suspicion onto themselves. It was difficult because you wanted to be cheering for them to win and they were just like never accomplishing anything. Yeah, yeah. I have a question then about the kind of the purity of the mole experiment then. Like maybe some of the issues with this season was, I don't want to get like too galaxy brain about Do this. Do it. But I think like we know now having done podcasts about this show and having read you know ancillary reading materials and whatnot um we know that the best mole strategy is to cast suspicion on yourself so that people think you are the mole and when you take the quiz you split your answers so that you're covering the greatest number of people with any question you're not sure about yeah i think 
maybe there were a lot of people in the early seasons that we covered that didn't know that. That didn't know you're supposed to do that. There's no excuse not to know that anymore if you're going to be cast on the mole. I think everybody else came in knowing that. And so I wonder when everybody is employing the same strategy, does that make it less interesting to watch? Yes. Can I make a pitch for uh, maybe a rule change to the mole? Tell me if there are holes in this. Uh, What if um, sometimes you take the quiz and the person who does the worst on the quiz is going to go home. Other times you take the quiz and the quiz is about uh, who is the mole and the person who gets the most votes saying that they are the mole ends up going home. And obviously, if it was the mole, they, they, they can't go home. So maybe it's not the best strategy sometimes to make yourself the most suspicious because you could inadvertently get taken out by trying to make yourself too suspicious. This is sort of the Alavia rule, <laughs> is it not? Can you reset what that means for, uh, okay. I don't know, anyone who may have forgotten. All right. And but also does, anyone who hasn't seen uh, the mole. This does spoil something in season two of the mole. So... You know, give me like 30 seconds, you know, skip ahead if you really can you, can you change the can you protect the identities of the people and on the fly change the I names? I already of the said involved? the name of the person, Josh. I was trying to buy a cover that maybe yeah. is a different anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil this plot point that does not tell you who the mole is. And I, I think I, I deserve some props for being very careful not to spoil you on that. And really like, I don't want to deprive anybody of the delight of season two of The Mole because it's the most perfect season of television ever produced by anything, anyone. But there was a point where everybody had to cast a vote on the person that they thought was the most suspicious. Zed, was it most suspicious, most useless? Well, they ranked who they liked they ranked, most yeah. to who they liked the least. Yeah, And I think it was the second time that they did a ranking. They may have done two different categories, but both times Olavia was either the best or the worst, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, like they, they liked her the least. Yeah. And so at at that quiz, Anderson gets up and says, hey, Olavia, everybody hates you. Here's $50,000 to walk away from the game right now. Yeah, forever. Leave. Forever. And That's she twice what Joy stole for those keeping yes. track at home. Yeah. And that was in two thousand one dollars. Wow. So that's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's like the entire pot for this mm-hmm. season. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she took it. Like yeah. I would take it. Oh yeah. No mm-hmm. question. It's like, oh, thank you for having me on your television. I'll now go with fifty thousand dollars in my pocket, no doubt. Um, I do think that maybe more incentives to walk away or just like some social disruptive uh, incentives. I think that the like, you know, cheat everybody out for an exemption. I don't know about any of you, but I feel like, you know, by the like the last time they were doing that, it's like we could probably innovate this a little bit more. Um, we need, we need fewer of those. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think so. uh, because, you know, that if you did something where the person who is the most sus goes home, you don't want it like any sort of collusion of like people basically like voting out a person who's right. unpopular. So there, there would be uh, things that would be challenges to doing it that way. But if you could just like mix it up somehow where uh, like actually doing bad in the challenges uh, had some sort of like negative effect also to make people not try to be throwing the thing. Like if everybody's throwing the challenges, the mole doesn't have to do anything. Sure. Hey. Yeah. 
I there. think that made Cassie's life a lot easier, especially in the early going when there's so many people and so many people are doing crazy things like betting $25,000 out of a $30,000 pot mm-hmm. um, that she didn't have to work that hard in the beginning. And by the end, it was like, OK, well, who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always said if I'm the mole, I'm just going to be myself and play the games the way I would normally play them. And I'm probably going to screw enough stuff up on my own. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm the mole, I'm just going to be like, oh, God, I'm so nervous. I can't believe they picked me to be the mole. Probably, Guys, I'm the mole. It's me. It's just what I would do. Uh, this is from Caitlin. Caitlin had asked, so how would you rate Cassie's performance as the mole? And why do you think it fell apart at the end? Um, do we feel like it fell apart at the end? I think we're talking a bit about how it fell apart on screen. But I yeah. think in the reality of it, it feels like it was actually she did really well. She did, She did quite well. This I don't know what like is. scale we're rating on, but yeah. this would have been the most fun. High. This would have been the most fun game to play. But I think I think like the game itself as it is being played is a different thing from the show that we got to watch. Sure. Yeah. And I think in the game, she did a fabulous job. And in the show that we are watching, I, I think we all have some notes. Can I, uh, I want to ask this one from, from Mark. I think that this is an interesting one to, to get into. Mark wrote in and asked, what does the mole get out of being the mole? Do they get any money they keep out of the pot? What is their motivation? This is a great question that I'm sure the, the director of the fictional spy thriller of this uh, would, would be asking their actors. So what's your motivation in this scene, right? Like, what does the mole get out of being the mole? Back in the day, it was the satisfaction of a job well done, famously. I believe, was, was famously what they received, which in, uh, I think, today's climate is probably like a hard thumbs down of like, no. Like being paid in exposure. It works You're on the Great me. British Baking Show. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, they win a plate, Rob. Mm-hmm, sorry. You don't even get a plate for being the mole. You get a Hollywood does, handshake. What does the mole get out of being the mole? Do they Should they be getting an Alex Wagner handshake uh, mm-hmm. moving forward? A, a private dinner. Should there be some you know, form of like transparency on this so that we kind of know what the mole is acting toward other than, you know, just the general sabotage conceit. Like, is there something in the game structure you think, Rob, that should be uh, introduced or cards up as far as like, is the mole competing for something other than just being the tip of the spear of production? I mean, I don't know why. And maybe that you all who have gone back and watched the older seasons, like know why this isn't the case, but it should be. All right. That, that there was $30,000 up for grabs. You got That's the moles. Now. Yeah, yeah. You, you got $20,000. The mole added $10,000 to their pot. Yeah. Yeah. Other than like productions like, well, I don't want to give it away. You know, so you're like the mole. Your job is to so save money, us money. You know, we'll get you a flat like, rate to us, do it. Yeah. Don't ask the question you don't want the answer to. Don't put up money that they can win if you're not willing to give it away. Mm-hmm. And if it's already, if it's just part of the budget that ostensibly all of this money could be won, 
either it's going to the winner yeah. or it's going to the mole. I've always thought the mole should win the money that they managed to keep out of the pot. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it's like, hey, uh, we are very stingy here at this production, but we have the mole <laughs> working for us. And that's why we told the mole that they can keep 50% of the money we don't have to pay you. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's how we're keeping the yeah. mole motivated. And yeah. we're saving a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's good. I think that there's no reason to not be like the mole didn't just like steal your money. Like, and like, you know, the mole didn't just like destroy your money. The mole took your money. The mole has pocketed your money and is devoting that towards their like upcoming Cayman Islands getaway. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then there should be a final scene at the end of every season with the mole on the Cayman Islands. We're, in, we're here with luxury. Just rolling in the cash. So you just yeah. get voted yeah. onto that island and you and you stick around until there's enough people to start up your own game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. if Maybe it's like some sort of like part of the game show law where the mole is kind of ha- it like not on the same playing field as everybody. Because it's like, why wouldn't they do this? I mean, it's like the most obvious thing. And in yeah. 20 years, they don't they never got to this. I think I think that the mole probably actually does need to be like guaranteed some sort of flat rate. Uh, I do think that they need to be guaranteed some amount of money, some like some incentive that's just not particularly sexy to put on television because let's say the moles only incentive is the money they are taking away from the players on the show. And they're just a kind of like, you know, crapping the bed or they're just not accumulating nearly enough. At some point, what if a mole goes rogue and decides like, well, I'm going on strike. I'm striking Netflix until you pay me better. Uh, mm, I feel you can like sue them for breach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they'll just ruin the whole show and it'll all just be a total disaster. And then what happens? Like you have to get a new mole. How do you do that? It's in the five million dollar contract, Josh. Yeah. They're going to get sued yeah, for breach. Get it on BB12. Ah, OK, uh, this comes our way from Lauren. Uh, Lauren asks us, wouldn't it be great to see flashback content showing how each losing player approached their final quiz and how surviving players fared? I'm interested in how the strategies of quiz masters like Will and Avery worked to get them so far in the game. We heard a bit about this, but there's more to be explored for sure. Thanks, Mole Patrol. Thank you, Lauren. Um, Did we feel like there were not enough, you know, sort of flashbacks to kind of uh, turn the cards over as to how some of these people were thinking throughout the game once all the information was out there? I think that 35 minute episode that only has what, like 10 minutes at most? of really diving into any of this wasn't exactly satisfying. And even most of that was replaying stuff Kazi did that we'd already seen. Right. Yeah, I think what was really lacking this season was more of the moments like we had very early on one moment between, I want to say, Pranav and Jacob talking about being sure that Samara wasn't the mole, so they wanted to put suspicion on her to throw other people off. We really didn't get moments of the players interacting outside of the mission or strategizing together or forming their not alliances, coalitions um, or any sort of relationships and strategic, you know, thinking between players, which I think helps make the show more dynamic rather than these just like cold, isolated, identical confessionals about what was happening in the game. And I think somebody in the chat said that players have said in exit press, those were all done after the game was over. I can't verify that fact, but that is a flaw in the system. I think Mm. for sure. I, I, I wanted to say, okay, this is citation needed because I was like kind of clicking through Reddit and uh, reading like summaries of exit press in the few minutes before 
we got on here. But Joy said that she and Jacob actually staged the shithole mole fight. Yes. Which, if true, is hilarious. And I, I so. That she'd given Jacob a heads up, apparently. Yeah. And that she and Jacob were actually a lot tighter than it looked like. And I think Jacob posted something of a receipt of like a photo of them hugging out on location or something like that. Yeah. And so but what a fun that, thing we could have seen in confessional yeah. after the fact. This is mm-hmm. my point with that knowledge. Oh. Like, uh, give us two seasons for each game. Give us the season where nobody knows who the mole is. <laughs> then give us the season where we know who the mole is. It's like the Anchorman 2 of it all or the Anchorman 1.5. You lost me when you said, let's do the Anchorman 2 of the mole. Uh, <laughs> that feels like probably. Okay, Josh. <laughs> okay. Give us News the way they would disassemble. re-air. Ready? Yeah. They would re-air the, lost, the previous week's lost episodes before the new episodes with little like pop-ups on the bottom. Sure. Explaining all the context that you needed for stuff that happened four language. seasons mm-hmm. ago that you didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Do it that way. Uh, the chronologically lost uh, yes. approach. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking the same language. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Give us, I, I, yeah. like, I like it as an episode. I don't think you need a full season of it, but I do think I would have really liked an episode that went in on that. Yeah. This was my last week right was we've only got two more episodes and we still have five people they're not going to give us a full reunion breakdown behind the scenes thing which is one of my favorite parts is getting to the end and seeing all the stuff that we didn't know but you know you have this on netflix where yeah sure if this is on like abc like how many people are gonna like tune in uh like the a week after the next the following tuesday to like watch some sort of like a re-edited version of the show but you you could that you have it on netflix that that there's no reason why you can't show us any of this stuff after the fact yeah there's also no expiration date on this i do feel like i mean i think that you know there's there's I, I can imagine the world where they don't want to put the effort in on something like this if they don't know how this is going to go anyway, right? Like, they don't know that people are going to pop for the mole. Like, no one knows if this is going to be a show that hits or if this is just going to be yet another Netflix show that is devoured by the ominous algorithm and never to be seen again. Uh, and instead, our, you know, whatever data we have available, it certainly seems like, hey, you all out there, Mole Patrol Monday, you having fun right now? Let us know. Say, I'm having fun. If you're watching this live, there's going to be a lot of people who suddenly start sweat, like spamming the chat of saying, I'm having fun. Like a lot of people are watching this. And I think that I have to imagine Netflix is seeing that. And I think that there is a world where even if it were, you know, a couple of weeks from now, uh, I think that they could see I'm having fun. Winnie's having fun. Like, I think that they could still cobble this together. I do think that they could still uh, they could still do some sort of bonus episode, some sort of bonus content. That is one of the things of the streaming era. A lot of people are having fun. Yeah, they're having out. fun. Yes. There's mm-hmm. video proof. Yes, we've got proof. Netflix. <laughs> Tune in. Mole Monday. Give us the mole cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, 594 souls are watching this, <laughs> according to Danny from the Bay. I've got 640. We, we care. Ooh, Ooh, wow, Ooh. secret behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those um, are the incognito profiles, Rob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. What else are you watching? You know what? Don't answer that. Yeah, uh, I. they don't want to... People that don't want everybody to know that they're watching this. Yeah, I'm having fun. Okay, let's keep the party going. We've got more questions here that we want to get into. Uh, this was from Mike. Mike says, do you think Netflix, uh, if Netflix returns with another season, should Netflix stick with us based contestants or cast a wider net? 
Rob, do you think we need to be looking towards Belgium uh, for the cast <laughs> sure. of season two of the Netflix yes. Bowl? Yes, uh, that uh, much like uh, the imported Belgian beer that I enjoy, uh, uh, import some Belgian mole contestants. Yeah. I love the waffles. Let's get them in. Uh, mm-hmm. like, I think this could be good. Mm-hmm. Think it could be good. Sure. They're doing the genius in the Netherlands right now. Yes, that's Perhaps true. Folks from the Netherlands. Um, I think more than you know, I, like I don't need to necessarily look outside of the U.S. for the U.S. mole. I'm certainly not against it. I do think like maybe let's bring in some people in a future season that were just not like sliding into their DMs because they have like pretty faces on Instagram. Uh, and not to say I didn't like the cast of the season. I quite liked the cast of this season, but give me like a few old ass mole detectives you know i want like a couple of crusty people in the show like i want to just like branch out i do think that there was a little samey samey i retired too. from the force back in 82 you have no idea rob you are speaking my language in a very serious way it's yes. the thing that was missing for me from this season was there was no crotchety old guy for wiggler to glom onto i know <laughs> Uh, so I, I do think that I, I, I would like to, uh, I, I think that we can open this up, uh, now that we know that the mole is, is a thing that Netflix is doing, um, maybe there was a little bit of just like, sort of, uh, like a keep that on the hush hush, uh, quality about casting up the show, even though it had been reported out about a year before the show arrived. Um, I think that now that the show is announced as it were, like it's public now. Uh, they've doxxed themselves. And I guess that's not a good way of describing. They just released the episodes. You can like release the casting call for them all. Uh, cast a wider net, I think, is uh, is a way to to go. moving forward. Um, do we have like any kind of like archetypes we wish we had seen on the mole this season? Other than the retired special forces agent that Rob just pitched, who's clearly the <laughs> answer for me as well. Well, I'm anti all ca- all cops all the time on everything. Yeah, but. Unless they're compelling uh, reality TV contestants. It's 20 years ago. Um, a different time. Uh, you could get I, away with it back then. Yes, right. Yeah. What I would say, though, is I think, yes, we want age diversity as well as the other kinds of diversity that we had on the show. But I think you also could have presented these people more holistically and more interestingly. Part of how I started talking to some of the contestants on Twitter was that that Pranav posted a video of him dancing because he is a co-founder of this Afro Desi dance company. And that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, sure, he's a lawyer. That's fine. But he does this cool dance stuff as well. And I think you can show the dynamics in these people in a really cool way that would have helped a little bit, too. Yeah. Um, Danny from the Bay says Joe Del Campo for next season <laughs> yeah. of the mall. Uh, yeah, and then I have from Sarah Carradine, uh, the great, uh, saying Sarah. he is an excellent dancer, but I don't know if she's talking about Joe Del Campo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in my in Sarah, my heart and mind, she is. Sarah went to the pizza place. Yes, yeah, saw she that. Did. That was amazing. That was that amazing. Was incredible. Uh, committed to the bit, Sarah Carradine. We love to see it. Uh, let's keep going with some more questions here. Uh, this came our way from John. John wrote in and said, do you think playing dumb is a compelling strategy from a mole? Do you think the challenges made it possible to sabotage without playing dumb is the only excuse? And how can they fix this moving forward? Uh, As a mole, I would have no choice but to play dumb Zed. But is this a good strategy from a mole, do you think? I think it really depends on who you're playing with. Um, Because if you're playing dumb, 
and then you keep sticking around, people are going to be suspicious as to how you keep sticking around. Whereas if you seem really sharp and like you're really paying attention and you're throwing suspicions out there, you are more likely to feel seem like someone who is actively playing the game than, you know, you pegged a mole in a season, I will say, by saying, how is this person still here? The only yeah. way this person could still be here is because they're the mole. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a giveaway for some people. Yes. Um, we have a great question from the great, the BB Prez. What's up, Prez? Prez? Prez is in the chat. Prez says, is there a better way to eliminate contestants other than the quiz? My answer decisively is yes. I do not have <laughs> the answer beyond that. But Rob, we have to be able to yeah. workshop something better than a quiz. Then a test, then a scantron. Mm -hmm. Bring your number two pencils. Who is the mole? Yeah. I mean, does it have to be a quiz every time? Could we ever do an elimination uh, by like whoever comes in last in this competition or like have some other ways that we could potentially do an elimination? Yeah. Yeah. Like mix it up for sure. I think I like the idea, Rob, of every so often just ask everybody to like write down who they think is the mole and the person who gets the most votes who's not the mole gets kicked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Although I think you would probably be able to gain that by uh, like uh, we all voted for Josh, right? Like, yeah. OK. Oh, uh, well, he's, just, <laughs> he's still here. So I think we know like uh, like uh, but I feel like that there's something in that like um uh, neighborhood that they could get to that isn't always the same thing of who did the worst on the quiz. And you give people like solitary challenges. You guys remember solitary, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the only person who watched solitary. Mm -hmm. Like you I give them the kind of challenges sure. where you don't know how everybody else is doing and then it's like the last person that bows out. And that way you can cover the mole. So the mole is not the person that loses the challenge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, who is Michael Smith is a question I have, but also the name of somebody in the chat right now uh, who asks, but what if the mole accidentally comes in last? It's individual that we say that they didn't. Yeah. yeah. And they're working with production. They know what's happening. They'll be fine. I've had this nebulous idea for a couple of weeks since we started talking about this and how the quiz is not good television of something like way back in old school survivor when jeff would tell the stories and then you'd have to go run out in different directions and answer questions but what if it's like an obstacle course and you answer a question and the points diverge each time based on your answer and so maybe you're working with somebody and you're all going to follow the same path but somebody else is going to go a different direction so it's still quiz questions but you so may or may not get to the end of the maze in a certain like in a certain order, depending on how well you yeah. answer the questions. The mole season, the mole season one, one where they had to go and knock on all the doors. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to be more active. I think is really what mm -hmm. is needed. Mm -hmm. I want to be fair to. Uh, there are people out there who are in support of the quiz. There's JP in the chat right now who says, "I love watching people take a test with questions I can barely see." So some people. <laughs> Some people and definitely don't know the answers to. <laughs> Some people are into it. Uh, more seriously, this is from Ryan in the chat right now. Ryan says, I think the quiz reveal is a great uh, is great TV, but the quiz itself is boring. By episode two, everyone knows the mechanic. So spend more time with the characters and, ju and jump straight to the execution. Um, I do think that they ultimately end up doing this. Uh, and I think like, it's it's better than like if we were to linger on every single freaking question because it's just going to eat up so much screen time. I still think that there's just uh, a better way into this. 
Um, Rob is raising yeah. his finger over is, his mouth. Is the quiz reveal a uh, great TV? Uh, because personally, uh, I often thought it was, I was frustrated by it. First off, they get they get a sound which sounded like they say like Zed, and then they get like a like a good sound. It's like oh okay oh good. It's like oh good. Uh, and then they have to look at the phone, and I then I and then the and then the, so, so, like. Like you, you already gave me the nice text message. As you, like, uh, give me a like a night a, a, a bell or eh, like uh, you're you're out. I don't need the phone. Yeah. Also, I can't articulate why I like it. typing the name into the screen and then the thumbprint coming up better. But that's more interesting to me than everybody sitting there with cell phones waiting for their screen to go red mm -hmm. or green. And then sh it, I think and then showing everybody when it's already really yeah. obvious because it's glowing on your face. The yeah. one thing I liked about that was the visual, like when they would hit the button, it would light up their face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was that's also cool. So I would like budget. to find a way to keep that. And I think that the solution, as usual, when it comes to me, a hat, give everybody a hat. Put hats on everybody and they're hooked up with LED lights. And so when it's like, okay, Avery, and then Avery's hat glows green, and everyone's like, ah, oh, she's safe. I think like a what hat. What kind of hat? Some what Mario kind of hat, and though? Luigi stuff you've yes. got. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is this, a, then, is this a top hat? Is this a golf visor? And then there ends up being a big plot twist midway through the season when somebody's hat lights up yellow and they go, oh, and they no. get a Wario hat. Oh, we no. What does that mean? It means, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Everybody holds a flashlight under their chin, and they all turn the flashlights on at the same time. Ooh, and one spooky. person's flashlight is red. This is a good uh, suggestion for spooky I think it's a kind of yeah. like creepy, scarier, somebody is out to get you element yeah. of mm. the old school mole that you have that, you, that was missing here. Should I miss the 20 sitting? pound laptop with should, the giant mm, cords sure. going the computer everywhere. was great. There was this huge laptop that you could absolutely like, you could take into war with you and use like it as a weapon. It was it, humongous. Sure. And it was like, be like super plugged into who knows what in the middle of nowhere. It got like five power strips. Like, I don't know how that plays now on like your sleek Netflix that is doing all like the cool visuals of the circle and such. But, um, I do think that there would be something fun to like a more throwbacky style to uh, to the mole mm -hmm. now. Do they have like chairs where they like fall back like uh, like Will Ferrell and Austin Powers? We got the uh, cane that comes and yanks them off. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, can I also add that I wish that they would have like gotten somebody like on the first reveal that we didn't get that. It was like I feel like it was almost always like the fourth or fifth person. In, yeah, I would oh, love to like type in like right away, and it's very sad. all right. Yeah, Greg, like oh, we got uh, got you with the first one. Yeah, uh, that would be good. I think that'd be fun. I think to have just like some, I I I I think like to have one person just go off right away because I did feel like every single time like those first two I would never really be holding my hand yeah. at all. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is not a question. This is me just going rogue a tiny bit uh, and saying, I feel like we're going to be doing the these final two episodes a disservice if we do not talk at all about the fact that the final mission was the three of them evading drones. <laughs> in a uh, fortress? In a fortress where they were dressed in suits, uh, where they had to, it was like, it was black tie mandatory, Rob. <laughs> yes. Uh, to, to go out there and like have to evade all of these different drones that if they stared in the drone's face for three seconds straight, they would be eliminated. I don't know. This was kind of wackadoo TV. I kind of, again, we keep bringing up the Benny yeah. Hill theme. I really wanted it Did the there. drones even get them? Like, how did the drones no. not get them? <laughs> I didn't understand how they were ever going to accomplish getting the first canister. In what world? You had the two people who were trying to do it. In what world was that canister not falling through the ropes to its doom so that we had an explosion? Because, of course, there were explosions. They needed at least one guaranteed explosion here, I think. Um, and it would have been great they if, explosions. They, if they didn't give, like, the suction cups to the mole. That would have been ideal because Kasi was literally just like, oh, sweet. One where I could just step off. Uh, into like, steam and another explosion. Steam. It was so ridiculous. Yes. Motion sensing floors. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like in theory, this was kind of fun, but it was a little bit Legends of the Hidden Temple, you know, like this is a little bit Nickelodeon. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's uh, my my heart lies with uh, the global guts of it all. Um, I did. I did enjoy that. They had to like throw the nuclear football uh, in order to get and out of there it. with some money and, and it. catch it. Yeah. Have to complete uh, that pass. Yeah, I, I feel like in uh, the, the seasons of the bowl that uh, we have watched as a patrol uh, that I don't know how I would rank the final missions. This would maybe just of the first two seasons of the mole plus this one. I think I might go with this at the top, but it's really not saying much. Typically, the final missions of the mole I don't think are terribly good. I think we are colored by the commonality of escape rooms being a thing mm -hmm. because I think the season one final three challenge where they're all in the hotel rooms trying to make each other escape. This has become, this is such a big part of the mold, but it's also a thing you can go and do downtown for $29.95. Sure, and yeah. That's it's a steal. less special. Yeah. I love that mission. And I think what it does really well, that was also somewhat lacking this season is all of the players have information that the other one needs. A lot of the missions in this season involved splitting up into teams and each group did their own thing. And either that group succeeded or it didn't. But it was less, all of us have, we are separated, but we all have to work together. It's why a lot of people, I think, really liked the prison escape and the bank heist. I was going to say that the prison escape and the season together. one finale mission are, are, are very similar. similar. Yeah. 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 Really similar. Um, listen, uh, don't accuse me of trying to introduce a fire making twist here uh, into oh, no. the mole format moving <laughs> forward. Um, but I almost wonder if the solution is you get a final four and you eliminate the person uh, who goes in, in fourth 
And then there isn't an additional mission. And you just get to the, all right, here's the brass tacks quiz. And then let's do an extended, this is how the, this is how the who done it was done. You know, I think that I might even be more on board for that. I think three people, when you only have two people who are non-moles plus one mole, this is almost always going to either end in full failure or a majority failure. I have to say, speaking from the experience of being the only mafia member left in a game of mafia with two other people and managing to succeed, it is very stressful if you are that person in that moment in time trying to convince <laughs> one of two innocent people that it is the other innocent person. Yeah. Um, so maybe it is a matter of figuring out how to make it about that social dynamic rather than a physical challenge. Yes. I think it's boring. Yeah. Uh, unless we do take the fire making literally and Rob, it's a bomb defusal. Yeah, uh, like um, you have to like, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, wire. Um, we had like a lot of like bigger missions and then a lot of like mini missions uh, that, uh, you know, I, I felt like were very fun. Like maybe like uh, should be instead of like going out to like uh, go with drones and, uh, you know, uh, scale the walls. Like, should it be another thing like the like the money in the suitcase where, uh, you know, it's more of like not necessarily the, something that uh, a mission to go out and do, but it's some, a, a group decision that needs to get made. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think some sort of like, let's reach consensus on something. Um, but hard to do as the, as the narrows, uh, winnowed down. Ooh, MCS says that they did do a bomb diffusing in season five. That was the, the final three mission. As, oh. as I put in our private chat, actually, the final wow. three mission of season five was diffusing a bomb. Oh my gosh. Wasn't and I that, thought it was really cool. You thought it was the bomb? Whoa! I mean, I might have said that in in two thousand one. I don't mm -hmm. think I would say that now. <laughs> I said well, it. You said I want to. I want to go back to that suitcase thing for a second because I think I think having to having to bet on the outcome and reach a consensus when you're betting on the outcome of the next quiz. I thought that was like almost meta it was like a meta commentary mm -hmm. it's not just who do you think is the mole it's who do you think knows the least about the mole and the mole actually has to play along too because the mole has to try to put their money down on who they think is going to get eliminated so i thought that made it a lot of fun yeah i, I thought that the whole segment was wild where okay so you had where avery is like okay i'm gonna try to make people think i'm the mole i'm gonna say i'm checked out and then like at the table kazi's like I, I got the one with zero yeah. Like, why? I can't say. <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> well, it's like I'll take one of the smaller ones because even if I go out, I've still put more money in the pot than the rest of you, so I won't feel bad. How did they just let things. that go? How did they just let that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Amy Tasty Fist in the chat says, "My favorite challenge of the season should have happened earlier." And to that point, I will say. Uh, shades of the very first challenge of season two of the mole, I want to say, where they have like the the biathlon competition, and then there's the people who have to like jump off of something high, and the two people in charge have put money on two of the three challenges, and who will and won't do it. Um, and I think that's an interesting dynamic of putting as as we've talked about putting bets on the outcomes of people succeeding or failing in a mission. Mm. 
Um, I think while we're in this conversation, it's a good time to bring in uh, a comment from Tomas, who had written in earlier in the day. What are some ideas for a second season to improve on the first? I would welcome more character building and chilling with the contestants instead of faux action. I think it's that second sentence that I would want to focus on. Uh, Rob, did you feel like there was enough character building slash chilling with the contestants or would you like to have more chilling with the contestants? In I, don't know. I, I felt like character building was there. I felt like that. I really uh, knew who most of these uh, characters uh, were other than uh, uh, the uh, uh, S women who were, uh, yeah, uh, the two people that went out back to back. But otherwise I felt like uh, the rest of the characters were pretty fleshed out along the way. Uh, you know, uh, would it have been great to see more like hang time? I just feel like that's not like like what the vibe of the show is. Yeah. I disagree. I think we got the characters, yes, but we did not get the relationships. And I think this show has a lot to do with relationships and who you have, who is willing to share information with you, who you are sharing information with, who are you, who you are trying to prevent giving information to, like who you're trying to misdirect. And I didn't really know, other than people like Avery saying, I'm going to be suspicious. I wasn't really sure where the misdirection was coming in. Um, and I it, I asked on Twitter, I was like, did you guys have fun? Were you having fun? Because it just seemed like you were all mad at each other and stressed out mm-hmm. all the time. But is it fun? Is it fun? You having fun? Let us know. Just say I'm having fun right now. Oh, we already did that bit. Uh, Here's an innovation uh, that was presented to us in the chat just now from Danny from the Bay that I thought was pretty interesting. Two moles for next season. Oh, my God. Don't let the moles know there are two. Halfway through, a mole gets axed. What do we think of this? Double moles. Love, love, love. Two moles. Send it to Samoa. You get you get one mole removed, and surprise, there's still a mole. I think that that might be what I would yes and is that like yes, there's two moles, but maybe we don't reveal that there's a second mole until one of the moles is outed. My only caveat is that it's the Netflix's The Mole season T O O. Yeah, two mole. Too furious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The moles. The moles. Uh, With a two for the S. Let's pluralize this ish. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Two moles. Mm-hmm. Oh, Going to continue that sentence. And I <laughs> held it back. No, please do not. Just knows where it was going. <laughs> it's a family I'm podcast. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's a family podcast here uh, on RHAP. Uh, okay, let's keep this thing going. Which cast member would you be most intrigued to see play as the mole in a hypothetical all-star season? This was sent our way from Nick earlier in the day. Uh, who would you want to see come back from this cast, Jess? And who would you want to see come back from this cast specifically as one of the two moles in our double mole season of the mole? Um. Well, I think I would like to see Avery come back. Because I think she was the one who, and maybe this is Netflix and not necessarily Avery, but she was the one who seemed to be playing all aspects of the game the most gamely. Like she was making alliances with people and she was, she was trying to cast suspicion on herself, you know, 
I think give her another chance. She's going to have all of the strategy on lock. And if, if you watch for the strategy people, I think you'd like her. I think Greg is another person, especially the way he went out. I would like to see him get another chance. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Amy Tasty Fist. Bring back the Dom father. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Dom Cruz. I want to see Dom robbed, absolutely robbed of time on the show. I think he's great. Literally television. not. He was given another shot to come back in. Well, yeah, and it was taken. It, it was taken from him. From yes. Yeah, righteously. Out of his hands. Righteously taken right. from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hilarious. Uh, Pranav was saying on the Twitter spaces earlier this evening um, that everybody ended up being in agreement about it. Uh, and that it, that was the day after Joy took $25,000 out of the pot. And he said their view was after that, $10,000 seemed like nothing. And I was like, that feels like the opposite of my mentality of if you only have $3,000, $10,000 seems like a lot of money to me. Mm-hmm. Also uh, dumb. The answer is obviously Joy. <laughs> joy would be a great yeah. mole, for sure. Yeah. There's just yeah. really uh, joy as the mole returning. This is the, the the prince who has promised, like, we need to do this. Uh, Joyce, no, for sure. Um, other than that, bring back Osei. Give Osei another go. You know, uh, I'd like to see Osei. It again. was a great cast. Uh, the, the it cast really, really, fun. really was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, very few duds uh, in the mix and a lot of people that would have been fun as the mole. Yes. Uh, and who knows? Like, maybe the people that were duds they just got they just got purple kellyed. If you brought them back, they weird. might be amazing. Yeah. Uh yeah. Both Pranav and Jacob in the Twitter spaces earlier today were saying justice for Sandy. Like everybody was in agreement. You hear that, Rob? No. <laughs> uh everybody was in agreement to to leave Dom out. Pranav said he only answered the question because they'd already talked about it. Uh he was trying to be diplomatic. He knew Dom already knew the answer to that question. And that way he wouldn't be on Dom's bad side just in case, but that everybody was within five minutes in agreement that they were not going to help him come back into the game. And that was maybe just a visibility spike for Sandy before she went home that episode. Yeah, that seems. And it sounds like she's gotten a lot of hate on Twitter. So, hey, stop it. Be cool out there. She's a real person. Yes. Just Sandy alone. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of the internet, uh, speaking of the internet, this was one that we got from Jeff. Also, we are on the internet. Uh, Jeff had written in earlier in the day and says, do you feel like the internet slash Reddit has changed viewing of the mole in any way? It's so much easier to talk with people online to find clues and determine the mole earlier in the season. Conversations that would have been way less likely in the Anderson Cooper days is there anything you would do to adjust for that? I'll go first. Destroy the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what has the internet done for us, really? Um, Destroy it. I will Nuke say- the site from orbit. It is the only way to be sure. Peridium last week tweeted a thread of like all of the clues that were mm-hmm. visible on the series that pointed to Kasi. And it blew my mind that the show didn't do anything with any of that. So they, they were did. very clearly there. I don't know if you saw this today. So there was like a deleted scene of like, oh, and here was like, and they showed like the part of what we saw in the finale, but then also like Alex 
revealing the all of the clues that Peridium had clocked and a lot of other people on the internet had been. And so in the, in, I don't know if any of you saw this. Uh, so then Alex is like, well, there were clues along the way. <laughs> Put uh, it in the 35 minute episode, yeah. you cowards. Yeah. So, but, and so they, they went through and I forget like a lower uh, third, a Chiron well, of clues. I, I forget who it was. The first person like, uh, like, Hey, uh, first person who got to the plane, uh, did you notice there was a Columbia flag mm-hmm. yes. on the plane? Yes, we did. Yeah. And what significance does uh, that have to anybody, Cassie? It's like, well, where I went to undergraduate. Went to yeah. It's like, uh, did Cassie uh, reveal her uh, her resume to everybody that was there? And then it, it was, was probably in the dossiers that Craig and Avery yeah. looked in. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then the numbers on the side of the plane. Did anybody notice? <laughs> oh six, one forty. Kazi's height and weight. Anyone? Wow. It's like, oh, sorry, I didn't weigh her. Also, <laughs> it says oh six, not six oh. Well, that would be too obvious, Rob. Oh, mm. it's her. It's her height in feet and inches backwards. <laughs> So I, I mean, it's not—it's no portrait of a of a something that revealed was relevant to the mole's mm-hmm. career in the mm-hmm. background of one single <laughs> professional one time. Right, right, right. But, I can fix this though. I can fix this whole problem of the internet finding all the clues and ruining is, everything forever. I can fix a it. very lofty proposition yeah. here, yeah. Jesse. No, 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 you're yeah. coming out here boldly <laughs> saying you can fix the internet. I'm I here can, for I it. I can fix the internet. We are gonna pack. The, we are going to pack the background of this show full of the most absolute trash and garbage that we can think of. So everything looks like a clue, mm-hmm. like thousands of little tiny things. Like the claim so to fame clue wall. Be like, the clue wall, yes. <laughs> yes, the clue wall. Everything is a clue wall. And then, like, Josh, this is going to give real... Season two of Lost Internet <laughs> fandom back, energy, I'm back, I'm where back. people are like looking at the source code of websites and running it through like binary decoders yeah. to find a link. Like this is some like cicada, like sure, yeah, fourth dimensional chess action. Can, can I can I just add with this, the, in the and then in the deleted scene, it was like <laughs> Alex was like dragging the contestants of, uh, and then they were like, "We feel so stupid." It was right oh, in front of us. Oh, oh. Like, don't feel bad. Nobody could ever figure any of these out. Like on the bomb. Did you notice the numbers? Four, seven, six, one, three. Cassie's zip code. Of course. Oh, yeah, because I had a I had a fun. I was Googling zip codes. Uh, and and on 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 brutal. the pizza box that did, uh, that did you notice <laughs> that there were uh, this, the barcode with the numbers was Kazi's birth date? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic mole. Yeah. yeah. And on the back of the her chat. jacket, on the name tag, it mm-hmm. said Kazi is the mole. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Mike in the chat has a very good point. Why are they air, why are they putting this on YouTube and not airing it on Netflix itself? They know this that is crazy. No <laughs> Nobody could get these clues. 
they know it's the dog. Yeah, except, except Peridium. Yeah, if you can freeze yeah. frame the show. <laughs> yeah. All of Reddit got them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no superimposed uh, Zodiac <laughs> constellation in post. No. But, uh... And that was in the days when you couldn't freeze frame everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you had a grainy VHS tape and you would like, you'd have to pause it and, and like look past your little staticky lines. Yeah, it'd yeah. be blurry. Uh-huh. Uh, Addison had asked us earlier in the day, do viewer clues work in a social media age? I feel like all of Twitter had figured out it was Kasi based on the clues and it made the last two episodes pretty ho-hum since it was so clear it was her. Um, I think maybe my real answer to all of this is like, this is sort of what we opt in on when we're deciding to like podcast about a show and get into like podcasts about the show and get into like message boards about the show. Like you want to know this to some extent. Uh, like you want to have friends who are helping you puzzle this thing out. And we want to do this together as a group, as a community. And is it the show's fault when it's ho hum at the end? If like we caught their clues. Yes. If the clues are stupid uh, and like uh, there's no suspense built into the thing, but oftentimes there's suspense built into the thing. And I think that this is why we do what we do, uh, whether we're on the microphone or we're in the headphones. I think this is part of it. Uh, so I don't know. I like this aspect of uh, of something like the mole. We're all just trying to get together and figure out what's what. At this point, I want the impossible clues. That's part of the experience. I want you to tell me all the obvious yeah. things I definitely should have seen that I didn't see. I don't want you to show me really obvious, blatant sabotage of the mole two episodes before you show me who the mole mm-hmm. is. But yeah. I, I almost feel like that the, the impossible clues, like uh, it's, you know, not, neither here nor there. Like it's like that they're so impossible that they are of no use to the actual players. And they exist only so that people on the internet can uh, detect them and then immediately spoil your show. So I don't know what you're gaining out of even having them in there. Uh, Just don't do them or do them in a way that the people who are actually playing the game might be able to, you know, uh, figure something out and talk about it as part of the show. Like, is this something? Um, But it just is like, oh, confirm spoiler. Kazi is the mole. Look at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they talk a little bit about this in the in the aforementioned season two memoir. They talk about like there was a they get a telegram and there's numbers across the bottom that spell out like blank is the mole. And it's those kinds of things like you would not see, you would not pick up on as a viewer. But if you just make everybody aware, and especially now that they've seen an they've seen a season of it. Anybody that comes into the show now is going to be hyper aware of like every little like label and painting on the wall and get them all paranoid about everything that they're given. Like let them be the person in the in the escape room that's like, I need to smash this thing because there's a key inside of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I will say, especially by season five, like the third civilian season of the original mole, there were certainly a couple of players who were reading into every single thing like, oh, you're sitting in this chair and that means something or you got this exemption and that doesn't seem like it could have been possible. Um, let them have those things. I think the telegrams are a really great example, Jess, of like, give them little puzzles that if they solve our clues and then give them things that definitely are not clues, but they're going to obsess over anyway. Yeah. That's so really like fun. An, an actual Rubik's cucumber salad is what you're pitching. Yes. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, a charcuterie. 
Yeah, that would be great. I, I'm going to make one of those. That's what I sent that to Josh the yeah. other day. Dinner Please party. do. Yeah, sounds great. Like the uh, next time we get together and watch the mole in person, I'm bringing Charcuterie. Done. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me anymore, but I did have uh, the, the 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 dinners that they ate in the end written down somewhere, but I lost it. it is, it's a relic of the past. We can leave it behind. Uh, from, uh, let's see, who else do we have? This is from Adam G. Adam G had written earlier in the day, uh, which challenges were hits this season and which ones were misses? Do we want to just stroll down memory lane real quick and think back to mm-hmm. some of the challenges that we really enjoyed? If only we knew somebody that had yeah. that done all the challenges. Yeah, would be helpful for sure. Wait a minute. Is that is that the shithole mole? No. <laughs> Wait a second. Are you allowed Whoa! to call it the shithole mole. Uh, Jacob. Jacob is here. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the podcast, Jacob. Oh, thank you guys. Sorry, I'm at work right now. I don't have headphones. I hope it sounds okay. You You're sound good. Yeah, You're good. I'm good. Perfect. Uh, big pop in the chat as this is not a prank, not a bit. We have Jacob from the mole with us. Jacob, how is it now that you can just talk about it? You don't have to lie about anything. You can talk about what your experience was. Everybody knows what's up. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it was a kept secret for so long. I mean, the production happened, you know, summer of 2021, but the casting process, you know, we started that. Some people started it like at the end of 2020. I got pulled in at the beginning of 2021. And now here we are almost at the end of 2022. It's been like a year and a half. So yeah, wow. it has been such a long secret. And then once it dropped, oh my goodness, the DMs and the people coming at me with questions and asking me all sorts of things. It, <laughs> I'm finally glad the secrets are over and I can talk freely. Yeah. It's a like hurry up and like it's like wait and hurry up because you're sitting on the secret for so long and then it's three weeks of the mole. So uh, from like slow <laughs> as molasses to as fast as humanly possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's hurry up and wait. Exactly. Yeah. Jacob, what has the reception uh, been like from all of the people that have uh, watched the show over these last couple of weeks? You know, I'll tell you it has been phenomenal. I did not expect the love and support that I got in the fan base that I acquired from the show. And something I wasn't surprised of is that there's a lot of people who I was just on another um, chat. I heard a marathon Twitter spaces. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was on a Twitter space and it was funny because a lot of the cast was jumping in and a lot of the people were like, Jacob, we didn't know you were this cool and nice of a person. You've got some comedic relief and you're actually genuine to talk to. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be offended, but I'm honored that I can clear my own name, you know? You know, uh, towards the end of the show, uh, that it was hard to tell uh, if you and Will uh, actually did uh, get along or if you were getting on each other's nerves. Uh, what was that relationship like? Will and I had the relationship of brotherly love. You know, it would be like your two best friends who just poke at each other and give each other so much crap all the time that you just say mean things to each other. You know how guys are. And that's the exact relationship we had. We would just pick on each other constantly. We loved each other. It was, it was, we loved to hate on each other. It's a perfect way to put it. 
Now, the power of editing, so much of the show was different than what actually happened. But they did a phenomenal job. The show, 10 out of 10. And they don't show a whole lot of the relationship where me and Will picked on each other. They showed him picking on me a lot, but (laughs) I didn't get a banter with him as much. Yeah, well, now's your chance. You're live on a podcast. Hundreds of people watching you live. Pick on Will. Drag <laughs> him. Oh, where do I begin? He's, he's such an easy target. I mean, he's such a diva that I could say so many things. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, how, been, uh, we've been standing up for each other and giving each other some crap on Twitter. It's quite fun. How about Joy? Uh, because it seemed like it got a little hot with Joy. There is the iconic, I think you're the shithole mole. Uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've been hearing a little bit. There's, there's some chatter that some of that you had, you'd been, uh, prepared for by joy. Is that right? Do you want to give your side of the story? Yeah. First of all, I want to say, I'm sorry for my presentation wearing a work shirt. And my hair looks horrible. I'm oh, on a 24 hour shift. Contrary to what a lot of the internet believes, I really am a firefighter. That's my real job. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, so this was released on a press release that joy did with Netflix, um, this past week. So I'm going to go ahead and talk freely about it. Joy and I, are really upset that our relationship wasn't shown in the show because her and I had an alliance together since episode two, where the big red button mission going into the Great Barrier Reef, her and I were working together. Now, throughout every episode, you know, there's a lot of content that got missed where the players would get together and we would talk, you know, whether it be on the beach or, you know, in a hotel room, walking down the street, they would want to see everybody's gameplay. And every time that happened, when we weren't in a mission, they would say, all right, Jacob and Joy, we need to get you guys together because they knew about our alliance and they knew that we were trying to manipulate the other players, get other players out of the game. Well, we did that through the whole show. And when it came time to the infamous shithole mole, we had people who were suspecting us. And she said, we need to have a fight. We need to throw some people off our trail. Some of the players suspect that we're working together. She's like, I'm going to call you out at dinner tonight. And I said, okay. I said, I'll call you out. I said, we'll fight. And she's like, yep, let's do it. I didn't realize we were going that hard until it actually happened. So I had to act very shocked and very angry. And I really was because I had no idea she was going to say those things. So I'm scratching (laughs) my head going, how do I compete with this? Holy shit. Okay. So I came back at her and afterwards we were like, you're the poop on my shoe. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, hey, if she's following the term shit, I'm just going to take it one more, one more, you know, <laughs> foot length. And so afterwards we were like, oh, that was awesome. Good job. Yeah, we, we really did that good. And it was fun. It was a blast. Uh, we have a question in the chat right now from Angela, who is asking, uh, Jacob, did you did you throw the car ride with joy? Did you throw that challenge? What really happened there? Oh, OK. The car ride. So. That was an interesting challenge. Um, Joy and I had both come off of lost missions. So we both had failed in a previous mission and we already, you know, we wanted to work together because of our alliance and because we fit well together. And we decided, yeah, let's do this car mission. Well, neither of us threw it. We both tried really hard to bring money to the pot for our team. And that's what we wanted. Unfortunately, it didn't end that way. You know, Joy's getting a lot of heat on social medias, especially like Twitter, because of her job as a pilot and reading maps. Well, you got to take into consideration the maps that the show gives us aren't legit real maps. You know, the map that we had to follow for the car mission was a map with a little black drawing with uh, 
little caricatures of cars and mailboxes. And it was like, Hey, you need to go up to this house number and here's your first mailbox. You know, it was completely crazy that we had to look at this map that wasn't 100% accurate. We were under a speed restriction. I mean, I wasn't allowed to go a certain speed. I got yelled at a lot for exceeding that. (laughs) How fast did you go? How how much did you push it? too much. Um, I don't know the terms in kilometers uh, because that's how they justify their speeds over there, kilometers per hour. But I remember at some points they strictly like production got on and yelled at me and said, Jacob, you were going way too fast. You need to slow down. I might've been pushing 60 at one point and they're like, stop it. Stop it. You can't, this is ridiculous. You know, drive a train. What are you supposed to do? Exactly. I got to beat a train. Come on. Let me. I am a professional driver. I'm supposed to go places fast. Let mm-hmm. me do my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got this from Ryan in the chat as well. Ryan says, Jacob, how was the pizza pigeon challenge? I was cracking up when there ended up being three pizza dudes that you had to follow. And what happened uh, to the chili? Uh-huh. Yeah, what was with the chili? I don't think that was ever really expressed on the show. I, you know, that was such an annoying challenge. It was like a circus. We walk into this challenge. Will and I were working together, and we were told, you go to this pizzeria, and you got to get to Avery. Good luck. Okay. So we started at the bottom. We're like, there's got to be a clue here somewhere. Come to find out, you know, we get the phone. And so we were just kind of looking around till Avery called us. And we're like, holy cow, the phone works. And that's the only thing the phone was for was to receive calls. I know a lot of people are saying, why didn't you call her back and give her the phone number on the box? Mm -hmm. And Will and I are just trying to clarify. It would only take incoming calls. We weren't allowed to call Avery. And it was just uh, super confusing. It took us forever to figure it out. And I'm looking at these pizza boxes going, we're missing something. It's right in front of our face. And Sure enough, I'm like, there's a number on this. Maybe we should tell Avery to place an order. And she had that order, a uh, large pepperoni pizza with chili. Heck, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing, though. When that pizza got there, it was hard as a rock and black. <laughs> so oh, she oh. left it in the oven for the whole time we were doing this challenge. Poor Jimmy. His pizza was not edible. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. I, I, had a, I had a question about that, actually. Were you not allowed to tell Avery the number on the side of the box? Uh, yeah, so I was going to, but then she hung up on me. If you yeah, remember in the she episode, hung up she, so goes, quick. she goes, there's no number. I got to call the girls. Click. And I look at Will and he looks at me. I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, you're the one that put her there. I'm like, eh, yeah, I did vote for her to be in that position. Okay, whatever. But And then she called and placed the order. And you see me and Will go, what is that? I said, I bet it's Avery placing a pizza order. And then she calls us and says, I just placed an order. We're like, oh, we're so surprised. Ugh. It was annoying. It was very annoying. Can I ask you about the uh, the two truths and a lie? Uh, and I would love to know, where'd you come up with that? Like, like the grub that wasn't real. Did you watch a Survivor Challenge? Yes. You're among friends That's here. You can tell us. And was truth. it not that bad or was it disgusting? Yeah. <laughs> um. So the two truths and a lie was an interesting mission because, again, I'll say that's the power of editing. Um, they made me look like a complete idiot on my lie and made it look so blatantly obvious that I was lying. And we had three minutes to prove to them that we were telling the truth. And I think they only shown about 30 seconds of it cut up, but, um, the show was 100% not scripted. 
everything that we did was all of us. We had complete control of the game. And the only time I know of something that was like, hey, this is something that you should say was the Wichita Grub because it went along the same lines of what Joy and Avery did. Because, you know, Avery walked on fire. Joy um, had a huge snake around her neck, which would have freaked me out. I would have been like, nope, not doing it. But anyways, so they're like, this is something that you should investigate. And this should be something that you should look up because it is an Aboriginal delicacy that they do in Australia. And it was so cool to pay tribute to that because I'd never heard of it. And I'd never even thought it was a thing, but that is something that they do in Australia, especially in the Aboriginal tribes. It was really cool. Sucks that I was made to look like a liar. And that was something also they didn't show when I got in the car to go start this mission. I straight up said, None of these people are going to believe me. They all think I'm liars already. I'm going to fail this mission. Come on. I'm a guy. So I got to come up with this extensive lie. And sure enough, Greg was the first one. He's like, I can read Jacob like a book. He's lying. Damn you, Greg. Yeah, but who was laughing after that? Greg goes home like immediately. Greg did go home that night. Yeah. yeah. They did make it look like everybody was lying, to be fair, in the edit, at least. Yeah, at least <laughs> everybody. story seemed particularly believable. <laughs> Everybody had some form of lies, so that was really cool. I was like, okay, I don't look completely ridiculous. Um, this is from TJ in the chat. TJ is saying, who did Jacob suspect? Were you enjoy both voting for Will, or were you just hedging the whole time? Uh, Jacob, did you have a leading candidate along the way uh, towards the end? Were you enjoy hovering around the same person? She ultimately thinks it's Will in the final. Yeah, um, great question. I originally started out the game voting for joy and then we got close connected realized neither of us were the mole we put our trust in one another and at that point we sat down together narrowed it down and we were on the will train uh will's the reason i got eliminated and he's the reason joy got eliminated what were you seeing that we weren't seeing because i think that the way that the show is presented made it really hard for us to imagine a world where will was trying to take money out of the pot so what was it that you were having boots on the ground that made you feel like will's the guy being in the game um the edit makes will kind of look you know like a hero he won so they he has he looks oh, very he got good. the winner edit he got <laughs> oh, the winner edit but um, he did act like that most of the time. You know, he was the go-getter. He was the gung-ho guy. And that is what set us off. We're like, he is trying so hard to look so good. And he is doing everything he can to put himself in a position of power, be a leader. It's like, and when you're engrossed in this game, your wheels are constantly turning and you're always thinking further down the line of possibilities. And that was the biggest one that got Joy and I. It was like, this guy's putting on a front. This guy's staging. He's trying too hard. He's trying everything he can to put money in, take money out, and be the hero of it all. You know, we had it narrowed down to him, and not a single person looked at Kasi. I mean, <laughs> until the end when Will did. I'll tell you, in the finale, we're all wishing that they would have shown more of our finale because Alex, the host, gave some statistics. She said there was only two people that voted for uh, Kasi. It was Sandy in, I believe, the Great Barrier Reef. And then it was Will at the end. Wow. And those were the only two players who ever gave Kasi a vote on the quiz. Um, the other cool scenario, or I'm sorry, the other cool statistic she gave was the person who had the most votes to be the mole. It was me. Whoa. So I felt good. I felt good about that one. Yeah. 
Can you talk? Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, how Kasi was able to snow uh, all of the players in the game uh, so much? Because in the edited show, a lot of people uh, seem to come to the conclusion that Kasi was the mole. But for all of you who are out there, uh, it seems like that she really did a good job of keeping you all guessing. Yeah. um, Kasi was, you know, goofy she she put on the front that she was just ditzy and fun going and there to have a good time she was just always joking around always playing pranks always having fun with everybody you know and everybody just kind of cast her aside and said you know what she's just goofy (laughs) she's here to have fun she enjoys company with everybody we all interrogated her and just never looked twice at her she did a good job uh, JJ asks, uh, talk about the money heist. Did you miscount the money on purpose, Jacob? Did Avery catch you in the act? <laughs> no, she did not. I did not purposefully throw that by any means. I mean, I think we had what eight different currencies of bills. And so there was thousands and thousands of pieces of money, paper money laying there from all these different countries. And our goal was to get them stacked, get them separated. And here's the thing that I understand why they made me look that way and why they put so much, cast so much shade on me as screwing up that money counting because they were building me up to look like the mole up until the point I was eliminated and it gave a big shock. Oh my goodness. And so for that mission, obviously they wanted to put Avery suspicion, but what you don't see is I had just as much suspicion on Avery for that mission because maybe my stacks were off by a dollar or two. Fine. You know, I was dealing with so much money. It could have easily happened that one or two of them stuck together or I counted extra, but I uh, don't see how that would equal $600 in a mishap of the end game, you know, when Alex said you guys were off by like 600 some dollars, I don't remember the exact change, but that couldn't have been for me misplacing a dollar or two here. What I seen was when Sandy, Avery and I were putting all the money in the bag. Um, Avery put in another stack of cash and I asked, I was like, wait, no, that doesn't go in there. And her and Sandy, we were all so confused at that point because our time was running out. We're like, no, this, this, this goes in here, this stack and this stack. I'm like, I don't think that stack goes in there. I'm like, well, yeah, no, this goes in. So it was just super mass confusion. And in my post interview, you know how we always did the did the interviews where we're sitting in front of that brick wall. Um, most of my questions were towards how Avery uh, sabotaged that mission or how Pranav sabotaged that mission, but they didn't show any of that. So it looked like I was the saboteur, but I really did not. If I did, it was accidental poor math skills. Yeah. Uh, a lot of pressure in the moment too. So, you know, oh, it was horrible. That was, uh, that was a horrible mission. I hated every minute of it. It was very fun to watch. I'm sorry for your struggle, <laughs> but for us, we had a great time to be totally honest with you. Uh, as long as everybody got a good laugh. We I'm did. Happy. We had a good time. It was really fun. Uh, this is in the chat from Winnie. Winnie wants you to talk more about your alliance with, with joy that wasn't really shown, but specifically, I think this is fun. How did you know you could trust her even when she bids the $25,000? How do you live with that afterwards? What was your reaction to everything? I had no idea she was going to do that. And none of us did because they took us up into that room to do the bidding and check the dossiers, everything. We were kept so far away from each other because I think they knew 
shit was about to hit the fan. And we didn't have a chance to talk about that until after the fact Alex revealed it all. And what I did was after she said, Joy, bet the $25,000 and everybody went nuts. Alex said, I'm going to give you guys some time to discuss, you know, you guys can separate, break up, talk, you know, do whatever you need. So they had cameras everywhere because everybody was just kind of doing their own thing, discussing. I straight up said, I need to talk to Joy outside privately. So I'm glad we're on camera because I'm going to show you a lot of hand movements here. Yeah. Um, Joy and I walked outside and she was so nervous. She's like, Jacob, I'm so sorry. Are you mad at me? Are you angry at me for doing this? And I made sure I was facing everybody inside. And I said, Joy, I'm going to act like I'm really mad at you. And I'm going to act like I'm yelling and I'm throwing my hands and I'm pissed off. I said, but no, this is a great move for us. This is a good gameplay. I said, for the I, audio listeners, Jacob is wildly gesticulating <laughs> with his hands right now. They're going everywhere. I'm so sorry, audio listeners. I did not know that was a thing. No, I it's apologize. Great. No, you're perfect. We're narrating. I'm waving my arms dramatically and I'm pointing up into the sky like I'm yelling at Joy. Um, and so I told her, I said, I came here with pretty much nothing. I said, if I go home with a dollar as a winner, that's still a win for me. I said, this is great for our gameplay. I'm not mad at you. It's going to be a hell of a night though, because everybody's pissed off at you. Let's go back inside. Don't worry about it. And she was like, Oh my God, thank you. And I really wish they would have showed that. Cause it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything more that was spent uh, around that moment in the mall uh, would have been, would have been great for me. Uh, for sure. Uh, this is from uh, Tajila in the chat. Uh, that This was a question for you, Jacob. On the show, you said that Australia was your first international trip. Which country would you like to go to next now that you have a passport? Where are you going? Where's next on the list? Wherever they're shooting the mole season two? <laughs> Wherever my next Belgium? job comes. <laughs> if I can get a gig somewhere else, I'm gone. Take me. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I'd never, I'd never even been to Canada or Mexico, you know, and I live in Ohio. I had to get a passport just for the show. And here I go across the world. Um, Especially at the I, time that you're, you're getting to go too, right? You know, like world shut down. This is a huge adventure in the middle of everything. Right. It was insane that we were actually having clearance to get there. Now it was horrible getting into the country, quarantining for two weeks and being, foreigners but it was still the adventure of a lifetime i would give anything to do it all again in my exit interview you seen me tearing up you know i was like i i got to do this amazing thing um if i had to pick somewhere apparently my fan base that i'm getting all sorts of dms are from the philippines uh just all over the world i'm getting messages from all over the world and it's just phenomenal um i would pick somewhere tropical like Bora Bora, but I would love the number one place on my bucket list is Ireland. Ooh, cool. Hmm. That, that would fun. be fun just to go visit. I mean, it, it, it's just always been my number one. Nice. Amazing. Uh, to the rest of the patrol, do you have anything for, for Jacob? I had a question, actually. I, I would love to know. We, we talked a little bit before, before we got you here in the room with us. Um, we were talking a little bit about the, about the, arcane clues that were on the walls behind you and that were you know that alex plane. was kind of yeah on the plane and you know on the walls and that alex was kind of giving you a little bit of crap for having missed was that something that you knew to look for was that something you were looking for while you were playing the game 
Oh, absolutely not. Had no idea. <laughs> had no idea there was going to be clues. And I just had this talk with Pranav. I said he may have been able to figure them out, but someone could have straight up told me there will be clues in this game. And I still wouldn't have picked up on a single one. Nope, not at all. They were so, so small and just such little detailed clues th- thrown into this game. I would not have. You didn't know Kazi's zip code? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, that was Kazi's zip code. I'm like, I can barely remember my own zip code. How am I? Like, my goodness. It was, no, just those small details were ridiculous. Had you seen any of the original seasons of The Mole, either before you were contacted or after you were cast on the show? No, I had never even heard of The Mole. And they brought us into this show as the cast with the premise that the show was called The Insiders. Mm-hmm. And the very first interview, um, producers come out and say, we've been lying to you. This is actually a known show that you're going to be on. They said, do you have any idea what it's going to be? And I'm like, oh, my God, am I on The Bachelor? And they're like, no, Jacob, it's not The Bachelor. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, what is it? They're like, it's The Mole. And I'm like, cool. They're like, you've never heard of it? I was like, I've never heard of it or seen it. I said, hopefully I'm good at it. We'll see. So it wasn't until you were there. You were there already when you found out that it was the mole? Or at what point in your casting process did you find out? Yeah, they didn't tell us till they started filming. Um, wow. it, was, it was the day before the jungle. Before We didn't even meet each other until the jungle. That was legit, 100% accurate. When we, you see us going through the jungle and introducing ourselves, that was the very first time any of us have ever met. And then the day before, or maybe two days before, we were doing our intro interviews where you, know, you see me get on the screen and say, I'm Jacob, I'm a firefighter paramedic, never left the country before. That was the very first interview we did there the whole trip and that's when they told us it's not the insiders it's actually a tv show called the mole and i'm like cool what's the mole incredible um jacob it's been such a treat to have you here spilling the tea on on the mole it sounds like you've been having a blast interacting with everybody and and getting to finally uncork this thing i can't imagine having to sit on this since 2021 it's a long time that's a Mm. really long haul it was yeah a very long road i'm so glad i get to open it freely and share some tea i'm sorry i was late to the show though guys i hope uh everybody got to ask their questions You're in and- demand people <laughs> have uh you know feeding you with grubs and all sorts of other delicacies yeah you know i'm out there lying about my witch tea grubs and uh accidentally not purposefully throwing missions you know yes mm-hmm. yes uh where can the people find you if they don't know where to find you on the internets right now Oh my goodness. Um, Instagram, Twitter, those are your best places to find me and connect. I've been talking to pretty much everybody who sends me a message. It takes a lot of time, but definitely get a hold of me on Instagram. That's the number one. After that, come find me on Twitter. We'll talk. Jacob, Amazing. How, how tight is the cast after the show? It's a great question. We all stayed in contact from the minute we left until right now. I mean, it's wonderful. We're all in a group chat together. We talk all the time. It's we are a very tight knit group. You know, that's what really sucks about the show. That's probably my biggest issue is that they didn't show a whole lot of character development or us having a good time, laughing, having fun. You know, we were always sitting down at those elimination tables, but beforehand, what they don't show you is that was what we called family, family dinner. Mm-hmm. We would all sit down, have a meal together. Alex would ask us questions. We'd laugh, we'd cry, we'd fight. Oh my goodness. And so the cast is still super tight. We all get along wonderfully. Yeah. 
we for sure thought you all hated each other. So this is really nice to hear. <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? It really it does. sure looks like it. It sure does. I'm uh, hearing that Jacob agrees with what I was saying before he got here, Rob. About what? We saw some character development, but that I wish we'd seen more of the uh, relationships between the people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some more yes. hang times. Pranav hit this really good in one of his interviews. I heard um, the cast, you know, we all got along great as a group, but we did have our select people that we would hang out with all the time and that the crew that the show would interview us with, you know, we all know Pranav and Avery were were good friends. Me, Casey and Joy were really tight and we would always be on camera together. You know, Will and Kasi were super close, ironic, but they were always, you know, hanging out. So we had so many friendships and so much fun that you didn't really get to see. I would really like to see Netflix put out content of just behind the scenes or extra missions that didn't get aired or just here's the cast in their natural light. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we're all hoping for something like that. I think they clearly have the footage if they want to cut something more together. Seems like people have come out for the mole. So hopefully when they've heard uh, the vocal response to the show, we might get a little extra something. Would you do it again? Would you play the mole again if you were asked? Gladly. You know, my main goal, a lot of people were struggling and and bringing this up in Twitter that I have an IMBD page and I'm an actor and a model. And so they were like, oh, he's he's the only actor. He's a, he's the mole. And so this was a big break for me. You know, I've done a lot of print work, a lot of short films, and then the mole came along for Netflix. And I was like, Absolutely. Um, so beggars can't be choosers. Whatever comes my way, I'm jumping at it. Jacob, would you play yourself in the movie adaptation of The Mole? I would love that. Or would you want to play a different cast member? (laughs) Say that again. Would you want to play a different cast member? Oh. Ooh. Would I play Jacob or would I play someone else? Like you could be Will. You could win this time. Mm -hmm. I would love to play Will. Yeah, I would love to play Will just to make fun of him. Some Targaryen hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be all right. I'd, it would be fun just to put myself in his shoes and make fun of him. Yeah, I'd be oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, he would be fun one to play. That'd be good. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jacob, we appreciate you swinging by so much. The chat is so thrilled that you came through. This is such a treat for all of us. Thank you for taking the time. Absolutely, it's been wonderful. It's been an honor. I'm so glad you guys reached out to me and I got to come and chat. If anybody ever wants to chat again or have any questions, I'd be more than happy to jump on with you guys. Incredible. Great Thanks, Jacob. Hear. Yes. yes. Thank you. So Amazing. Thank you so much. All, All right. right. Oh, hey, big picture. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Hey, you're. Are you having fun? Are you having fun out there in the live? I haven't seen it in a minute. Yeah. Of the show, let us know. <laughs> right. I'm having fun. If that was enjoyable to you, what a treat, Jacob, joining the Mole Patrol for a hot minute here. That was great. Wonderful times. Yeah, I feel like we got to see a lot more of his personality in the 20 minutes or however long it was that we were talking to him than what we were presented with in the show. Other than his iconic, God, I hate these people. Uh, yeah, that was uh, nice. moment. Yeah, I yeah. adore. Uh, an absolute delight. A total treat. I don't really know how we top that, Rob. How do we top it? That's not like a setup for we have like another secret yeah. uh, thing. Um, Did you guys get Andy Coops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. showing up next. He'll be here next. Is a, yeah. Any final thoughts on The Mole on Netflix? Oh, Jacob has shared with us. Uh, his Twitter handle is jacobhacker08 and his Instagram is jacob.eugene.hacker. 
dot hacker. I guess if you wanted to know his his whole his whole Christian name. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Incredible. His whole Jacob name. Yes. Uh, no, I am so glad. You know, when Josh we loves, uh, uh, Jacob's. Uh, big fan of Jacobs. <laughs> he brought us on here. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. He touched us on the shoulder and he said, come to the island and talk about the mole. Uh, it's been so great. My only regret is that the mole wasn't on for longer. I would have loved to have had, uh, you know, a few weeks to really be digging into the show. But Mole Monday has been a real highlight of October for me. Uh, I know that the four of us have had such a great time. It's been a real thrill, a real surprise that so many of us have resonated with the mole. Uh, Mole Patrol was so much fun these past few weeks. So I can't wait until they do it again. I hope that they're already filming uh, a second season. That would be a delight. It'd be such a great surprise. I was really surprised. You know, Jacob talked about it being called The Insider when he was cast on it. And I remember hearing about that when they were first announcing it. And then it kind of like went quiet for a while. And I was like, all right, so it didn't happen. Uh, And then there were rumors that it was going to air. And I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And then all of a sudden it was here. And now all of a sudden it's over. Um, so I do hope we get more of it. It's It's been a good time to get to hang out with you guys and, and chat about this wild group of people. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'll, I'll watch anything if it means I get to talk to this bunch. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it'll be so interesting to see uh, what the um, uh, level of interest is from Netflix to do another mall. You know, it's uh, Netflix as somebody who follows it with the uh, Nothing But Netflix podcast. Like, you know, it seems so willy nilly. Uh, The stuff that gets picked up, things seem like they have an audience and they stop for whatever reason. And so um, I, I would suspect if they do do another mole, I feel like that they film mole season two and three back to back. I feel like that's how yeah, uh, the mole survivors thing. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think that that makes sense, especially with how quickly that they get them out. I think um, Circle does something similar. No, like, yeah, I think they film they film two in a row. And I think I honestly I think they've done that with like two out to handle and a couple yep. other shows. It makes sense. And it makes sense why they didn't do that right away. They just don't know if it's going to resonate. So don't, you know, uh, you don't overinvest until you know if you have mm-hmm. a thing. I think they've got a thing. It feels yeah. like they've got a thing. Uh, so uh, really super fun. Um, so that's it. Yeah. We know who the mole is. We know who won. Is there anything left to know? No. The answer is no. We know everything. Uh, oh, we yeah. We're all silently shaking our yeah. heads on yeah. this audio medium of yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. We, know, we know it all at this point in time. Uh, if there is more mole to do, then you know the place where it shall be done. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast feed, Mole Patrol, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Super appreciated. You will not miss anything on Rob Has a Podcast if you subscribe to RHAP wherever you get your podcasts. Ratings and reviews of that feed also greatly appreciated and if you're watching this podcast live on the rhap youtube channel hit that thumbs up smash it you don't have to do it so hard you could you could have done it softer Mm -hmm. Uh, you just have to tap it even Uh, but do press the thumbs up and like this video we appreciate all of you who are doing so and make sure you're subscribed to the rhap youtube channel as well let's do some plugs around the horn rob what do you got going on? Where do people find you on Z? So I mentioned earlier that I just uh, talked with Chappelle about the easy bake battle on Netflix and uh, we hated it. Uh, we were very upset <laughs> about the whole thing. Uh, you could hear it was a very fun podcast. Of course, uh, you could check that out and everything else that we have going on over on RHAP, including a recap of another 
Netflix show, Love is Blind, as Asia and Mary have uh, finished uh, week one of Love is Blind, getting ready for week number two. Uh, there and then, of course, uh, we've got everything going on with Survivor and uh, the Amazing Race with Jess. Ooh, Jess, what's happening on the Amazing Race? Um, there's people they're racing. It's pretty amazingly, amazing. yeah. amazingly, yeah. I, it's a good season. We're having fun with it so far. And then, of course, uh, every week over on uh, Pusha Recaps, I'm talking with you, Josh Wiggler, as well as Chappelle and AJ Mass. We Chappelle talk about- in the chat right now. Hey, 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 hey. hey. yeah. We're just talking about him. His ears must have been burning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we talk about The Walking Dead every week, and we've got a few more episodes of that left, and then all of the spinoffs. And every week, we just complain about the fact that the spinoffs are coming. So <laughs> that's a fun time, and it's a, one of those another one of those situations where it's like I will watch anything if it means I can talk to that bunch of people. Rob, I'm going to get you talking about The Walking Dead. That's okay. a, that's a promise and a threat. All right, uh, fine. Roll, fine. Rolled into one. By We're the way, get uh, going. Chappelle really liked all the clues that they had for uh, the, the, the identity of the mole. He said that really, that was very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Elegantly done. Very much so. It uh, could have been an email. Yes. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Zed, give the plugs. What you got going on? Yeah, well, currently I'm not talking to any of these people anywhere else while they're all talking to each other. Um, But I am talking to my friend Adam on the Final Fantasy podcast while Josh is busy with the the zombies and the dragons and things um, on the Final Fantasy podcast. And you can follow me at Hard Rock Hope on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Hard Rock Hope. Come hang out with me on Twitch. We're having a good time. I'm happy to keep talking about the mole. I'm happy to talk about House of the Dragon. I haven't finished the finale yet. No spoilers. Uh, I'm happy to talk about Final Fantasy or whatever else. So come hang out with me, twitch.tv slash Hard Rock Hope. Uh, Chappelle in the chat right now is saying, y'all didn't see the clues that I'd be here? There's a book on Jess's wall with my date of birth. <laughs> That's true. I missed it. Mm. I can't believe that. Uh, this whole time, it's been staring us right, right in the face. There, in the face. How dare you not notice it? Yeah. Uh, if you look at my headphones inscribed into one of the right ears is Chappelle's zip code. Mm. Uh, so all sorts of stuff that, we're, mm-hmm. that we've missed here. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Round Howard. Of course, you can find me over at RHAP's sister network, Scripted TV, covered by post-show recaps. We're covering all sorts of stuff. The aforementioned Walking Dead, the aforementioned House of the Dragon, and so much more. White Lotus Season 2 kicks up on HBO on October 30th. Dr. Amanda and Ariel are leading the way of coverage on that, and they've been so good talking about Season 1 of The White Lotus. So if you're a fan of Mike White and The White Lotus, I do think you're going to enjoy that podcast. So seek all of those shows out, post-show recaps, wherever you get your podcast. Did you hear that there is some buzz about that there is going to be a uh, survivor that is going to be in the first episode of the White Lotus recap on post-show recaps this season? Ooh, I did hear a rumor. Uh, Quick rumor about that. It has not been announced uh, who it is going to be, but a lot of people are trying to guess. Okay, there is a survivor. I'm just taking notes down who is going to be on the post-show recaps recap of the White Lotus season two premiere. Did Mm -hmm. I get that? Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Okay, Uh, cool. That sounds fun. Maybe check that out if you're out there listening to this podcast. Could be a really good get. Could be very fun. We'd like that. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Twas the Mole Patrol. Twas Netflix is the mole. Should there be more, we shall do more. If not, goodbye.
Was that bad? I don't know. All right, bye. All right, that's the podcast. See ya. (laughs) Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.